What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Marketing Nomad Show. It's your favorite marketer and podcast host. My name is Prit. Welcome to episode number 63, where we're going to be talking about how to create an email sequence that converts like crazy. All right. In this email sequence, there are going to be six emails that I'm going to be talking to you about. Now, this email sequence comes after someone has downloaded your lead magnet. Now, before we get into this podcast episode, let me first explain what exactly is a lead magnet and why do you even need an email sequence after you've received someone's contact information. Okay, so a lead magnet is basically something that you give in exchange for your potential customers or even your customers' contact information. All right, and it has to be valuable enough for them to say, okay, I will give up my email or I will give up my phone number in exchange for something valuable. Now, this can be anything, okay? For me, uh, you know, for my business, I do have a lead magnet that is an Instagram post checklist. So each time you want to upload on Instagram, Basically, I have a checklist for you. If you are interested, that's in the comment section below. But for my business, that works, okay? It's a checklist. But you can have anything, you know? You can have a webinar. You can have maybe an ebook or a white paper or even just like a guide. There are so many different ways that you can go about it. Anything can be considered a lead magnet, okay? Even if you have like a free consultation call, that can be considered a lead magnet as well, okay? Because you are getting contact information of your potential customer or even your customer for that matter in exchange for something free for them, okay? So that's basically a lead magnet. So once you've received their contact information, which is usually you know, an email that you receive so that you can keep in touch with them after that, it's not a done deal, all right, you have to keep in contact with them. You have to keep reminding them that, hey, my product exists or my service exists. Please, you know, choose us or remember us the next time you need one of our services or one of our products. Okay, so that's where the email sequence comes into play. It's not just enough to get their contact information. You need to follow up. You need to keep contacting them. Okay, and that's what this email sequence will help you do because when they have downloaded your lead magnet or when they have given you, you know, their contact information in exchange for a lead magnet, it already shows interest towards your business. All right. So what you want to do is kind of capitalize on that interest and gradually lead them to your product or your service. And that's exactly what the purpose of this email sequence is going to be. It has six emails and I'm going to go through each one of them with you. Before we get into the actual podcast episode, I do have like a tiny update for you. Now, the reason why I have not posted in a month is because I actually was hopping and skipping down stairs and I fell down. I had a hairline fracture and my life went slightly crazy for a little bit over there. I am on the route to recovery 
from the cast, I have now been promoted to an ankle sock. And you know, you can follow me on Instagram or even on YouTube where I am, you know, documenting my life and vlogging my life as I go. So, so I mean, as of today, when I'm recording this podcast episode, I'm doing pretty well. I can walk around. There is a slight limp, of course. There is slight pain. But for the most part, I am doing absolutely fine. And I think this is the first week that I have felt really good in the last five weeks <laughs> where I'm able to get back into 100% of my business. I was not, I had paused on vlogs, I had paused on YouTube. Oh, sorry, that was on YouTube. I had paused on podcast episodes and I'd also paused on my Instagram posts as well. I was showing up on my stories just to keep people updated of what was happening in my life. But for the most part, I'd kind of paused all business activities and I was only focusing on client work for the last four to five weeks. So this is the first week where I have kind of resumed all my business activities and I'm definitely feeling uh, quite good about it. Um, you know, just taking a break for four to five weeks threw me off a little bit, but I'm excited to get back and I'm excited for you to hear this podcast episode. Alrighty, that's just a tiny personal update on my end. And, you know, definitely do follow me on Instagram. I am at The Marketing Nomad on Instagram. I also do have a YouTube channel. It is The Marketing Nomad. You just search it on the youtube search thing and then you will find me okay now let's get back to today's podcast episode where we're going to be talking about an email sequence that helps you convert your potential customer to a customer for your business okay now the first email that should go out after people have downloaded your lead magnet of course is the lead magnet okay so if they've downloaded something if they've asked for a free consultation call then details to that and all of those so i would say that is email number zero okay now the next email that should go out should not be a direct sale like you can't just immediately start selling your product or services you have to gradually lead them into it so the first email is usually going to be about their thoughts on your lead magnet okay so you're gonna check in with them you're gonna ask them well did you get a chance to take a look at the checklist how did you like it or did you get a chance to take a look at our ebook what did you feel about it is there anything else we can help you with and of course you know if you have other resources like if you have a blog and you have free articles over there or if you have a podcast and there are episodes that you think are related to the lead magnet and your audience or whoever's downloaded the lead magnet might actually be interested in it then now's the opportunity to send them to those free resources so the first email is sort of like you dipping your toes into the water you're not going to be selling it's just asking them what they feel about the lead magnet and leading them to other free resources that you might have okay now, number two is when you start actually talking about your product, okay? And not just the features of your product. You're going to be talking about what exactly is in it for them. What are the benefits of your product? 
How are they going to benefit from your product? How is your product or your service going to change their life? Okay, so it's not always the best practice to keep talking about the features of your product or services when you don't accompany that with the benefit. Okay, because here's the reason why. Okay, now you might have all the features laid out. Okay, for example, if you are selling a pen, let's take for example that your product is a pen and it has, let's say, smooth ink. Okay, that's one of the features. But how does smooth ink actually benefit your audience? That's important. You don't want them to just read smooth ink and basically just disappear because they can't make the connections. Not all the time are they thinking about your product. You need to lay it out for them. So if I were to say smooth ink for amazing handwriting, then the benefit is amazing handwriting and that catches their attention. All right, so you want to lay it on a platter for them. You want to let them know that, hey, these are the features, but these are the benefits that come from those features. Okay, so that's always important. Even if you are speaking to your customers or your potential customers one on one, you want to make sure that not only are you talking about the features, you are also talking about the benefits. How does it benefit them? How is this going to transform their life? Okay, always keep this in mind. That's a marketing trick, guys. Okay, now number three is where you're going to be tackling objections. Now, for any product or service, as much as you love whatever it is that you are trying to sell, of course, as a business owner, there is that huge emotional connection that you have with your product or service. As much as all of that is there, you are going to face objections, right? You are going to have people who wonder, okay, well, what, maybe the price is too high or maybe they're not totally convinced that your service can help them or your product can benefit them. There are going to be objections that come about. Even though you feel like your product or your service is absolutely flawless and you know there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. And for me personally, I think of objections as positive things for my business. I know it sounds weird and you're going to look at me and you're going to be like, okay, that is absolutely weird. Why are you even saying that? Now, here's the thing. When I know objections, I can make sure that whatever it is that I'm putting out there, any content that I'm putting out there, I will tackle those objections. Objections exist for you to tackle them and overcome them. Okay, if customers never voice their thoughts to you, they might just even walk away without buying your product or service. But when they do voice their objections, there is a 50-50 chance. And actually, to be honest, I think there's like a 75-25 chance that you can overcome their objection and actually make the sale. It's all about the right tactic and the right approach. 
Okay, so the third email is going to be mostly objections and you are going to anticipate these objections. If you have not sold your product before, if you've not sold your services before, or you've not had too many clients, not too many customers, you're not aware of possible objections, then you are going to anticipate future objections that, you know, might occur. Okay, now if you have already made a substantial amount of sales or you know you've had a substantial amount of clients, then you will be aware of the objections that you usually face and you're gonna put them all in the email. You're gonna put the objection and you're gonna explain why that objection is baseless or you're gonna give proof that that objection, you know, is no longer going to be a concern for your audience. Now, for example, someone mentions, well, your price is too high compared to your competitors, okay? For example, this is an objection, okay? The first thing you're gonna do is probably panic <laughs> because that is absolutely natural. But remember what I said, objections are actually positive. So now that you know that your customer may feel that your price is a little higher than your competitions, then your solution, okay, what you're gonna put in this email are going to be details about why your product is different from your competition. Okay, this way they can't compare the prices. And even if they do, yours is extremely unique. It has distinct features and it probably has more benefits and there is value to the price point that you are putting for your product. So you're gonna be mentioning all of those in that email. Okay, now this you can spread it over two or three emails. It's not necessarily that one email needs to have all the objections. It can be that you send one email today and then that's objection number one and then two or three days later you send another email and that's objection number two and so on and so forth. I would not recommend going beyond three objections. Um, I think that that just, it, I feel that you're just going to be delaying your sale. So not more than three objections. Either you can put them all in the same email. If your email is going way too long, you can spread them out to three emails okay so number three are going to be objections you anticipate and you eliminate okay now number four is at this point we are going to be giving them social proof now there's a reason there's an actual strategy behind the email sequence that i am actually explaining in this podcast episode now by this time okay if you've done your objections really well, you've handled them really well, at this point, either A, your customer is fully convinced and they have bought your product, or B, at this point, they are just about there, you know? They, they're convinced that, okay, yes, your product can help them, your product can benefit them, your service is going to change their life, but there is that 5% hesitation whether or not this is actually going to work, okay? Whether or not this is true. Because at the end of the day, they are investing their time and money into your product or your service. And you have to respect them for that decision-making process, okay? So don't worry about it. And that's where this email sequence helps because that 5%, okay, you can actually 
cover up. So that you cover up with social proof. You let them know that hey, other people have purchased this product or other people have used this service and they have gotten results. So this is where you're gonna leverage your testimonials. You're gonna leverage your social proof. If someone has DM'd you, if someone has tagged you on Instagram, or even mentioned you anywhere in an email, whatnot, you're gonna be grabbing all of those screenshots and you are gonna be putting them in an email. Okay, and that that is gonna be your social proof email. You're gonna let people know. You're gonna let your potential customers know that you know. I've had maybe 50 customers and all of them have been super, super happy. Here's a glimpse of the reviews that I have received, you know, and you can always say number of happy customers or so on and so forth. You're letting them know that, hey, you don't have to be worried about the results because there have been people who have used this product or service and they have gotten the results that I promise you. Okay, so that is number four for you. Number five is at this point, if your customer or potential customer, if I have to say, is still, you know, kind of debating to make or not to make the purchase, you know that they are super, super close and they're probably looking for an additional incentive. So this is where you would add a limited time offer deal, okay? Maybe a weekend offer where it closes just for when they see the email and you want to make sure that you are adding that sense of urgency because you don't want people to take their own sweet time to make a decision they might even forget about you right so you want to make sure that you have a limited time deal and it only comes as the fifth email you don't want to put this right off the bat because first off you need to lead them through the process, okay? You need to get them to 98% before you push them to the other 2%. You can't just give off a limited time deal in the beginning because they are still not even warmed up to the idea of buying your product or your service, okay? So there is a reason why this email sequence is the way it is. It is an actual strategy, okay? I just wanted to rehydrate that. So number five, maybe you want to give a 10% discount for the people who are on your email subscription list, or you want to put like a weekend offer or a 24 hour, you know, deal, whatever it is, it's your, it's up to you to get creative at this point. Okay. Anything with a sense of urgency, don't make them wait too long. Don't put the deal for, you know, endless or countless number of days make sure you have an end date for your deal okay and then we hop on to number six now at this point if they have not bought your product or your service then it's most likely that they are not ready at this moment so what you would do is you would lead them to either you know other products that are not at that price point maybe at a lower price point or you are going to lead them to more free resources so that you can continue to keep them warmed up and maybe at an eventual point they might be willing to buy from your business okay so you're not going to just leave them be you're going to lead them to other resources 
or you can even downsell them to other products or services, all right? You might even want to reach out personally at this point. If you have like a low number of email subscribers, you might even want to reach out to them personally, ask them maybe what's stopping them. Most of the times this actually does help because you get a one-on-one -on -one conversation with them and they are going to be more willing to tell you what it is that, that's stopping them. Maybe it's, you know, they're not ready at this moment and then maybe you can put a note on your calendar to reach out to them maybe two months in advance. This has really helped me, uh, to be honest with you. I have personally done this when my email subscription list was really, really low in the beginning days. And I actually managed to convert five people this way. So I can t assure you like 100% that reaching out to them personally really does work because sometimes, okay, and this has happened to me, that's how I know it. Um, sometimes what happened, okay, let me just give you an example with me. What happened during that time was I was launching and people, the people who were hesitant, two of them weren't exactly sure if my product um, at that time it was a service, uh, whether it was meant for them. And by speaking one-on-one -on -one with them, I was able to kind of clarify their thoughts. And for another person, they were not sure if you know, the transformation and whatnot was going to be valid. And that's when I sent them social proof. Now, even though I had sent an email, like part of my email sequence had that social proof, it was completely different for them to actually get it one-on-one -on -one because I was particularly focused on what they were hesitant about. Like, for example, I don't exactly remember at this point because this was like a year and a half ago. Um, but I don't remember what exactly they were worried about. But for example, if they said, I'm not exactly worried, I mean, I'm not exactly sure of how this is going to help my Instagram page, then I picked out a testimonial that specifically mentioned how my product transformed their Instagram page. Okay, so I was able to pick out a testimonial that matched what they were looking for rather than just the general social proof email that I had sent out. So you never know, you know, what kind of thoughts that your customers or your potential customers might be going through and just reaching out to them one-on-one -on -one at this point is a really, really good idea and I highly recommend. It doesn't have to be too long. I just literally just sent them one or two lines at the most. I just asked them, you know, um, I realized that you are a little hesitant, but I do know that my product or service can benefit you. Is there any, you know, clarification that I can give you or uh, help you in any way so that you can give my business the opportunity to help you okay so just it was just two lines so they also weren't like overwhelmed that i was kind of harping them about it or something like that no it was just a very genuine email just checking in okay so i highly recommend that that's like a super yeah, I, I would say like a trick, I guess, <laughs> like a small tactic that is beyond this email sequence. But other than that, you know, if you have a huge email list, then I would recommend picking maybe a few people that you, you know, you sense that they would definitely convert if they just probably had that one-on-one -on -one interaction with you and then reach out to them. Believe me, guys, I was so shocked at how that one-on-one -on -one interaction completely 
you know, added five sales to my overall launch. So I hugely advocate to reaching out to them one-on-one. And the reason why I was so surprised is because I had done my due diligence. Like I had put out everything, you know, I had done the benefits, the features, the objections, the social proof, the limited time deal, all of those but it did need that one-on-one conversation with me to actually make the sale. So highly, highly recommend guys. Okay. So that actually brings me to the end. And, you know, just in a nutshell, I want to let you know that this sequence, it just has six emails. It doesn't have to be complicated it each email does not have to be too long okay what it needs to be is concise and clear you need to be able to put out whatever it is that you want to put out in a very concise and clear fashion okay and of course over time you know none of this is set in stone test and see what your audience responds to. Maybe the testimonial that you put out wasn't strong enough. Maybe you want to swap it out for another one. Or maybe the objection that you put on is no longer a valid objection. It happens, you know? If your marketing is really, really good and you're already tackling these objections on social media, then maybe you don't have to tackle it in your email marketing. Maybe there are other objections that you need to tackle along the line. So at different points, you know, test and see what your audience responds to. Nothing is set in stone. Don't forget that, okay? And, you know, also in the last step, don't forget to downsell if possible. And if not downsell, like if you don't have a product or service of um, a lesser price point, definitely do lead them to your resources because you never know. It might just need those free resources and, you know, a little bit of time for them to convert into your customer, okay? So don't forget to downsell or lead them to free resources. It's basically kind of an intermediary step where you still gain something. You still gain views for your resources. You still gain, you know, that watch time or, you know, that downsell amount that, you know, the downsell product price amount. Wow. Okay. (laughs) So yes, basically you understand what I'm saying. And yeah, so that brings me to the end of this podcast episode. I'm so sorry if I sound like my nose is stuffed because I think it is. (laughs) I think I am down with an allergy and it feels like it, like I recovered from it this morning, but it feels like it's not gone completely. So yeah, I'm sorry if I, you know, I I sound a bit different. Um, Yeah, it looks like I've not fully recovered from my allergies. Alrighty, guys, that brings me to the end of this podcast episode. For those of you who are, you know, still sticking around, thank you so much for listening all the way up until here. I do offer one-on-one marketing consultations. I also do offer Instagram audits at the moment. So all of those are in the description box below and yeah i have links to some free resources for you as well Alrighty, guys thank you so much for listening i really hope you are having a great week i will catch you in my next podcast episode bye bye